Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. For the 19th day of March, I'm your host, Paul White. Thank you for joining me. It is a Saturday, and on Saturdays, I tell you what's coming up on our full-length Sunday sermon drop, and this week it will be the first of three sermons that we preached from a recent trip to the Tabernacle of Hope in Westminster, South Carolina. My friend Jamie Groover is the pastor of this great congregation of people in Westminster, Westminster, not too far away from the Clemson, the campus of Clemson University there in South Carolina, not very far across the Georgia-South Carolina state line, and uh, just a little stretch northeast of me here in Flowery Branch, Georgia. So we made our way up there for the Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday morning services, and I will air them in sequential Sundays over the next three weeks. The first one is from Friday evening. This is a message that I'm titled, I titled From Awe to Anger. And I titled it that because I take the listener on a journey in the fourth chapter of Luke. Each of the sermons, by the way, from that series of meetings came from a different moment in the Gospels. Friday night was from Luke. Saturday night was from Mark. Sunday morning was from Matthew. I made it a Jesus story kind of weekend. Lots of fun. The Luke 4 passage is where Jesus reads from the scroll of Isaiah, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The crowd is in awe. They marvel at this man. And then six verses later, the crowd is so angry that they want to take Jesus outside of the city, take him to a high cliff, push him over the cliff and kill him. What happened? And that's the exploration in this message. We build it off of a simple theme, a simple question. What would have co- what caused the world of his day to miss it that Jesus was the Messiah? Because they missed it. And why did they miss it? We go down some of the reasons why they missed it, but I focus on those that gap, that six verse gap between the crowd was mar- marveled and was in awe and the crowd was so filled with anger they wished they could kill him. And I explore what Jesus says in between those two events that swing the pendulum from admiring him to being angry with him. And I show that we are not much different, if at all different, from the crowd of that day. I hope you will enjoy tomorrow a full-length sermon. It's in a, I'm going to say... 56 minutes or so, nearly an hour. Um, Very straightforward message. We don't run all over the Bible. In fact, we stay, as far as scriptures we examine, we really stay right there in Luke 4. I think you'll enjoy the message. Go check it out. It'll be available whatever platform you're listening to the podcast. If you like video, it's on our YouTube channel, PWM, which, by the way, if you have never subscribed, please do so. You'll not only get the full-length sermon, but you'll get our daily nuggets of grace that we post every single day to YouTube. Uh, anyway, the message tomorrow is titled, From Awe to Anger. Today, I want to take you into the latter verses of the 38th chapter of Genesis. We've been talking about Judah and Tamar this week, uh, at least this last week, and I want to kind of conclude... Tamar's portion of the story by showing that Tamar's portion of the story does not conclude in the book of Genesis. Tamar reappears in the most shocking of ways in the book of Matthew in the first chapter. Let me start by reading for you 
Genesis 38, 27 to 30. Now it came to pass at the time for giving birth that, behold, twins were in her womb. And so it was when she was giving birth that the one put out his hand and the midwife took a scarlet thread and bound it on his hand, saying, This one came out first. Then it happened as he drew back his hand that his brother came out unexpectedly. And she said, How did you break through? This breach be upon you. Therefore, his name was called Perez. Perez in the Hebrew means breach or breakthrough. Afterward, his brother came out who had the scarlet thread on his hand, and his name was called Zerah. Now, I read that for this reason. Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And Abraham begot Isaac, and Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judah, and his brothers. Judah begot Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Did you catch that? Our character, Tamar, sleeps with her father-in-law, Judah, through clandestine means, that's for sure. And I'm not going to review the Judah-Tamar story. We did that this entire week. But where we want to land is the fact that the twins that she bears show up in the genealogy of Jesus Christ in Matthew 1. And not only do the twins show up, but Tamar herself. Matthew 1.3, Judah begot Perez, Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Tamar, a woman in a genealogy that traditionally only features men. Tamar is not the only woman listed in the Matthew chapter 1 genealogy of Jesus. She is one of three whose names appear. She's one of four who are referenced. And she's, I'm, I'm sorry, she's one of four whose names appear and she's one of five who are referenced because we do get Tamar and we get Ruth and we get Rahab, I didn't do those in order. And then we get a reference, her who had been the wife of Uriah. That's Bathsheba, though she's not named. And then we get Mary, who is named in verse 16. So four named women, but five referenced women in the first chapter of the book of Matthew. These five women, five, the Hebrew number for grace, make an appearance and they're all questionable in character. You've got Tamar, who acts like a prostitute to deceive her father-in-law into impregnating her. You have Rahab, who belongs to, uh, who is a prostitute um, and takes in the, the people of God to hide them. You have Ruth, who is a Moabitess, who married an Israelite, didn't have a child with him. He died. She marries his kinsman. You have Bathsheba, who was for all intents and purposes, molested, taken, raped by David and had a son. And then you have Mary who gets pregnant without marriage. And we know her story, the Virgin Mary. In all cases, women of some sort of social disrepute and the Holy Spirit includes them in the genealogy to show you the redemptive power of the story of Christ. If you are even closely associated with the story of Christ, there's redemption for you. Tamar, no exception. She makes it in. If you want more on the what I call the five women of grace, many years ago, right after my real revolution into the grace of God, I did a sermon series called The Five Women of Grace, where on Sunday mornings in our church, 
in Missouri, I preached a different woman from the genealogy for five straight Sundays. I still have that series available on CD. If you want that series on CD, get on our website, paulwhiteministries.com, check it out, and you can order it. All right, we go into the 39th chapter, pick the story of Joseph back up tomorrow. See you then. God bless.